up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. We're going to do episode 32. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. I talked about it for a long time. Uh, I finally got to do it where we uh, sat down with the people from the Blue Jacketeer Advancement Study Endeavor. Uh, if you go to bluejacketeer.com, you can check out all their material. Uh, their their stated mission is basically just to help you all advance and, and present a quality product that suits your needs and addresses what you need to advance in the ways that you best receive it. Uh, it was a really cool conversation. I've been connected with their platform in one way or another for a couple of years now, and I've been talking to uh, the folks that, that run it uh, since then and, and constantly talking about since I did the very first advancement episode about uh, doing something together and just talking about what they do and how they do it and the importance of advancement and strategy and and all the things that I've been frustrated by when I've seen junior sailors struggle to struggle to advance and also the things that uh, led them to do what they're doing now uh, I just a disclaimer I have no uh, monetary or business like connection to them I, I'm not sponsored by them in any way uh, it's nothing other than I think their platform's awesome uh, and want to support them in any way I can and also just help get the word out about what they do and how they do it to help you all uh, advance and do as best as you possibly can and prepare as best as you possibly can for the next uh, advancement exam. So with that, uh, no history segment this time around, just going to jump right into the interview uh, and, and hopefully share with you guys some perspective on not just uh, the Blue Jacket here platform, but a little more insight into Navy advancement uh, in general. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. I really, really enjoy doing it. And I hope I get to do some more interview style episodes like this in the future. So uh, enjoy, check it out, episode 32 with bluejacketeer.com. So yeah, man, I guess the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, like I said, was uh, the, like how the, how you guys got started doing what you're doing. Um, I'm curious like what the origin story is as far as like if you, if you just identified a problem and wanted to fix it from your actual experience or uh, like you said in the practice of being a career counselor, if you just saw the problem from kind of above or on the outside looking in and identify the problem and wanted to fix it, like what that story was and how it happened. Absolutely. Well, it, it starts at least on my end with a problem, like you mentioned. And for me, it was just that the Navy advancement requires so much study. And there's only a few ways to do it. <laughs> so yeah. I've got a few tips and tricks that I, I gathered along the way from people from you know, solid chiefs who hooked me up early in my career. And then I had an idea that I started when I was actually studying for FMF and it was a flashcard game that I created. So I had written all these flashcards and then as I was going through them in this like boring manner, I thought, you know what, I, I need to make a game out of this. And so I yeah. did. It was super okay. simple. And, you know, people do that all the time. But then I remember I'd gotten my FMF so quickly that someone had asked me, she said, hey, you know, hey, can I get those flashcards? And I, I looked at those <sighs> flashcards and I was like, man, I spent like a hundred hours with these. You know, these are like my friends yeah. right now, you know, <laughs> like emotionally so attached. Yeah, I was really emotionally attached to those things. So, so that's kind of when I realized I could, um, I could package this up and sell it as a, um, something that would be helpful to sailors. And so uh, I actually printed flashcards like four or five sets and sold them for like $20 for the FMF. But uh, oh, nice. that's how kind of my introduction to this market 
happen, but actually getting on board with Blue Jacketeer didn't happen for about four years later. Okay. And and was Blue Jacketeer something that you started with a group of people or did they start it and then you came on board? How did that happen? So I took that flashcard game and thought I could get into like a children's quiz game, an app. And so I, okay. I spent all this time, I developed this app, I spent a lot of money and then I launched it and it just fell flat. So yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that and I thought, you know what? Uh, shoot. So I thought I was actually deployed. I was on the comfort and, you know, the hospital ship bunch of yeah. corpsmen there are complaining about a Navy advancement and how their quotas are low and how there's so much information. And particularly like in the corpsman community, I'm sure it's the same in others, but there are uh, specific NECs who don't work on anything other than that NEC. So yeah. yep. a, a medical, like a repair technician would never draw blood. And here they are right. being asked on the yeah, exam. Yeah, it's on their exam. Yep. <laughs> right. So I remember vividly a few people just complaining and complaining and complaining. I had this like essentially a prototype for what we have right now. Um, but it was gamified and it was really, uh, something that, uh, didn't really work well for kids. So Mm -hmm. I started to think that I could take that and turn it into a Navy advancement exam app. Um, but that led me to market research and doing my market research. I realized there was really two main players in the market. And then there were a few guys who had like just kind of started and, and, you know, they had varying degrees of success. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, how did you guys all get together as a group? How did that happen? Cause I know there, I know there's more than just you, correct? Right. So Alan Wood, he actually had what I thought to be the best technical product. So technically a sound website, the mechanics were all good. The marketing looked good. And then I, I went over to the other websites and I'm like, gosh, these people are you know, selling this product to sailors in the 1990s, you know, or in the early yep. 2000s, you know, here it is I've 2000, like 14. And why uh, yeah. do you not have an app? Why do I've you not have that like, exact same thing as I've seen some of them just like, it's almost like static right. and it hasn't changed in a really long period of time. Right. And so, uh, that's what led me to, um, just reach out and offer this app that I had this app designed for uh, Navy advancement. So I offered it to everybody and yeah. um, Northstar wanted it for a second, but then they decided they wanted to publish a PDF reader instead, which told me a lot about their business uh, yeah. strategy, <laughs> which again was rooted in 1990s. Yeah. Cause no one wants to get PDFs of questions full of, or pages right. full of questions. Yeah. And that on their phone. Man. And it's interesting that you say an app too, because that's something that I've been, I literally having a conversation with my IT chief the other day, because I grew up uh, in graphic design and web development where I was, I, and this was ages ago, like I barely, I barely know how to do it anymore, but in the uh, 90s. I was, yeah, like it was like the late nineties, early two thousands when I was kind of, I, I came out of it when I, I joined the Navy in 2002. So it was just before that where I stopped doing it. But, um, they, uh, I was talking to him about app development and how you do it because I was doing the Navy app locker outline. That's kind of the next episode I'm trying to put out is, is uh, just familiarization with and how to use and what's out there and why and uh, how clunky it is to use and like kind of trying to decrypt some of that stuff 
Um, I thought it was really interesting and there are some really good tools, but you know, that's another episode for another time. But, um, but I, I kind of saw the potential in it and I was like, man, I could do an app for, for the podcast. I could do an app for my command and like solve a bunch of sponsorship problems and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, uh, and so I was talking to him about the app development piece of it. And it's interesting that no one else is, the Navy's trying to, but I feel like they have some 1990s mentalities developing that program. And I'll talk about that when I get to that. But, uh, the, the fact that a lot of the problems aren't being solved by these exterior companies either by leveraging like social media and YouTube and podcasting and apps, especially like there's not a lot of that out there. So that's really cool. I, that's why I'm so interested in you guys. Cause you guys are, are approaching it by delivering all your, all your content in, in digestible ways, like ways that these kids can digest easily. And like, it's, it doesn't take much. You just get on your phone, download an app, stream a podcast, whatever. It's pretty right. awesome. The yeah. phone is just too good to ignore. And right. so every sailor has their phone, whether they like it or not, you know, and, and I don't know it, we are app first though. So we focus a lot of our attention on the app. We do have a web um, product that connects to the app so it's yeah. the same login it's everything so all the questions stay the same and your progress stays the same which is important but uh, we see a lot of our uh, questions being answered on the app hmm that's super interesting can you talk about that because i don't again based on my not using the products uh, i haven't interacted with them in a way that i have like a deep understanding of them so can you talk about the app and how it works absolutely so the app was developed as like a minimum viable product as something that we would be proud to put in the hands of a sailor. And first and foremost, it's just the questions, the quiz questions with the answers. Uh, it, it functions exactly the same as the website. There are a few things that aren't on the app that are on the website. Uh, for instance, we actually just uh, released the app version that allows you to pull up the PDF instruction for which okay. that question oh, is referencing. Wow. So it's just hyperlinked app. or something? Say that again? Is it just hyperlinked uh, in the app where they can like Essentially, click the... yes, it's downloaded to the app software and then connected whenever okay. uh, the user gets to that question. They can click the read more and it takes you directly to that PDF. Oh, that's good. I love that. I have had a lot of some junior sailors show me and I, I still haven't figured out how to do it myself because I'm old and I'm still trying to like every time they update, <laughs> every time they update an iPhone, it takes me another two weeks, three weeks to figure out how to you, use brother. all the new stuff, man. But they, uh, I've had junior sailors show me like they're sitting there studying like the tri-service food code or the P486, which is just our food service references right there on their phone, just scrolling through the PDF file. I'm like, how did you do that? Like, and it wasn't through a web browser. They had it downloaded so they could just view it right. whenever they wanted it was pretty it was pretty cool seems simple enough but it's uh that's and that awesome. was important to us that a, a sailor could just sit down and study because how many times you know it how many times have you heard in the navy just sit there and wait you know right yeah hurry up, up and wait, and wait. <laughs> so you know you're sitting against a bulkhead or you're in the chow line or you know there's yeah. opportunity for you to pull out your phone and get 20 30 questions done you know, otherwise, what are you doing? You're checking yeah. Facebook or you know, chatting with a shipmate or something? I don't know. 100%. Yeah, like I, I started doing that with just the like the Amazon Kindle app, just reading like leadership development books while I'm like sitting in Dental's waiting room or something. And it's like, you know, you get 10, exactly. 15 minutes. Yep. You get 10, 15 minutes to digest the material. 
Um, and then just those holes in the day too, like the commute to and from work, I'm either listening to podcasts or audiobooks, or I'm recording on my way home usually. Uh, so yeah, awesome. That's, that's the, yeah. And that's the same thing I saw and I'm like, like leadership development and stuff's not out there. And if I can put it in a format that's digestible in work centers in that dead time or like in commutes to and from work where they don't have to do anything extra like cause they're already driving to and from work right so it's like that's the best time to listen to a podcast i'm sure that's what most people do um, yeah, right. but man yeah like it put it in a format that it's like i'm not asking you to do anything but hit play that's it <laughs> like that's awesome um so i guess I kind I, I understand what you guys do and what you're trying to accomplish and kind of the the tools that you're using to do it. I think, but like, are are there outside of just making it accessible and digestible in those formats? Is there something like a problem you were trying to fix specifically? Like, was there something you looked at and you're like, this is ridiculous and somebody needs to do something about it? And there are exterior in in, in what you guys do. There's like the interior model, which is download your bib and just start trolling through these gigantic thousand page references with a highlighter, right? right? Which which no one's going to do except for me because I'm a mutant. I don't know why I study that way, but it's what works best for me. But uh, was there something you were trying to fix besides like you look at that model, it doesn't work really, except for like the 0.1% like me. And then you look at the exterior models like the other organizations that do this that are stuck in the 90s, like you were saying, what was the problem or were there multiple problems like that you guys were trying to fix by by creating Blue Jacketeer? So Blue Jacketeer was created itself by Alan Wood and his wife. They were both active duty military and Mm -hmm. obviously junior enlisted taking exams. They saw that the market needed kind of a tech refresh. And so uh, Alan was leaning into his tech expertise anyway and, and started to develop the website and the app. So he had the basic functioning website when I came along. So I, in my market research, found bluejacketeer.com and I noticed kind of where they were in the market. And so I reached out to Alan and I said, Hey, you know, let's kind of start this dialogue. Let's talk about this. I've got a problem. You've got a problem. Let's kind of approach it from different angles and see if we can help sailors out. Awesome. Okay. So I get it now. I, I, I guess the so I guess the actual problem was just the what we talked about was that the it's stale and the and the uh, the way that you they were studying was not ideal and it wasn't digestible in formats that work for today because that's and that's the, the thing that stuck time, out to me with you guys was that the 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 how it's accessible and how it's digestible and how it's like up to date and fresh and you guys are active on social media and like re- actively trying to absolutely. seek out sailors yeah. Yeah. So on that topic, so the material itself is, um, most of it is structured using what's called a spaced repetition model. And Mm -hmm. it's a proven learning system for large amounts of material that need to be studied for. We're not talking like your math quizzes you got in high school, you know, maybe a hundred questions worth and you're going to get 10 of them. We're talking thousands and thousands. If you want to like hurt your brain for a second, go check the GM3 bibliography. There's thousands <laughs> and thousands of pages to go through. So wow. yeah. I, I just can't imagine a sailor sitting down and, you know, for instance, printing it all off and looking at that mountain and ever taking a chunk out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cause like, I mean, and you, a lot of people, I'm going to take a shot at myself for a second. So like every, 
everybody I've ever seen study for a culinary specialist exam. And back, in, I'm so old, I was once a mess management specialist. But the they kind of assume it's like, what do you like? Look at some recipe cards and figure out that one plus one ounces equals two ounces and you're done. Like they kind of make jokes out of how simple that exam must be. And like, what do they even ask you? Like how not to burn food? And it's like when you look at the bibliography, there are at three different like thousand plus page references. There are 2000 recipes in the Armed Forces Recipe Service. And they ask recipe specific questions like my favorite one is the like they'll ask you which bean is in a three bean salad and it's a ridiculous question that is built upon the premise that i have memorized 2000 plus afrs recipe cards it's absurd and so it's like this it's the same thing like they expect you on the premise of these questions and i and i went and i wrote the exam as part of the uh, advancement exam readiness review and saw the process and how it worked and their analytics were flagging these questions like hey why is everyone answering these wrong well because it's a stupid question that they couldn't possibly know the answer to yeah it's just absurd trivia based on their inability to memorize 2000 plus recipe cards or a 1000 page reference and oh by the way there's two more of those that are not chaptered out on the bibliography and yeah it's yeah. I was surprised at how much math is on the CS exam. Yeah. When we started building that material, we actually considered changing the way our stru- our questions were structured to allow for more math type questions to be included. Yeah, they so a lot of the math questions are kind of silly and they're structured in a weird way. Even I was an A school instructor as well, and so when I was there, um they broke it down so that you have like what are called acceptability questions and all it is is a math formula that determines if you eat an item uh, or if you serve an item it determines how many people ate that item so how acceptable was it so like french fries are going to be really acceptable and Harvard beets are not right so it's just like right. a, a tool to gauge how popular the item is and they teach it at the A school as if it's three separate math formulas and it's not it's like three scenarios that you would apply one math formula to so they you end up with a ton of questions on the exam that are are basically the same thing but different scenarios and then they uh, some genius that went to write the exam decided to play stump the chump and wrote questions that were like you're basically doing the math backwards to try to figure out what you started with and it's like, that's never, A, that's never going to happen. I will never find myself in a scenario ever where I will need to apply that math to solve that kind of a problem. You're just trying to like, I don't know, make sure I understand it backwards, which right. who cares? And then gotcha. there's some other, yeah, just gotcha. Stump the chomp. Like I'm smarter than you. Ha ha ha. Like uh, whoever, <laughs> whoever sat there and wrote that question. Like I spent the vast majority of my time at that AERR going, that question is stupid. Delete that right now. Like no one needs to know that. Like just freaking out um, about how some of the questions were so absurd. So yeah, there's a lot uh, and, and it's the recipe conversions are most of them and the acceptability questions. And uh, yeah, it's a significant amount of math. And I've heard, like, guys t- have told me, too, and I mentioned it in that advancement episode, that they've had calculators taken away at the exam. Right. I'm like, you can't complete the exam without a calculator unless you're a genius, like, unless you're some kind of math savant, which not a whole lot of those run around. But, yeah, there's a yeah, lot of it. Yeah, certainly not me. Yeah, or me. Um, I was an RP, so I just okay. had to memorize some, uh, I don't know, religious holidays and accommodation type uh, questions so my, mine had zero math yeah <laughs> um so kind of sh- i guess shifting gears a little bit is is i'm curious about some of the because you talked about you have your strategy for the way you market things and the strategy for the way that you guys deliver the material so that the the sailors are learning it 
Um, what are what are the some of the biggest mistakes you see sailors make as they're preparing for an advancement exam? Well, to talk about the strategy of, of how we reach sailors, uh, I, I kind of go back to the origin story where we looked at sailors as as every other customer that they are for every other service that they are offered in America. You know, these are high level companies competing for the business of, of, you know, every American. So we need to treat them like they deserve that level of treatment. So we Mm -hmm. offer, you know, a a good looking website, you know, a functioning app, you know, that kind of, we've put thought into how we structure the questions because they deserve that. They're paying us money. And while some people don't appreciate paying us money for what we do, we spend a lot of time considering each question, how it's submitted, how it's approved, and specifically how it is seen by the sailor. Right. Do you On see... top of that... Yeah, go ahead. On top of that, there are so many services out there that offer exam prep that have gone through the this iteration of learning how to publish the material. So what we did is we looked left and right, found the ones that we liked best, and kind of took some of their uh, their techniques. So uh, one of them is Duolingo. Duolingo is a, a service that allows you to practice learning other languages. Mm-hmm. We really liked how they presented their material. They used spaced repetition. And so we thought, you know what? Let's look into that. Let's see what other services use spaced repetition. And, and we really hinge a lot of our questions on spaced repetition. Right. And do you see... So as, as they're digesting this material, do you see mistakes made and like what are like the biggest mistakes you see them make and then and how do you I, I i imagine you model your service around addressing those those mistakes and kind of mitigating them but like what what would be some of just a normal exam prep process mistakes that you see sailors making and and what do you guys try to do to address those so obviously every lpo every good lpo is going to say first and foremost get the bibliography references, right? First, right. you want the right references. That That's like almost step 1A is make sure you have the right reference. So right. once you have that reference, you're given, like I mentioned with the GM, you're given this mountain of papers and you're asked to study it. And, and yeah. a lot of LPOs, and, and to their credit, this is how they studied. And so they really worked hard to get to know the material. But sailors today, they have so many options available to them that when they say the LPOs to the sailors, hey, just go get your bib, you know, these guys are jumping on Google, you know, GTS, they're just Navy (laughs) advancement. And, you know, you you mentioned, so how we reach out to these sailors, a lot of what we do is we just, we're sure that on Google, if they're searching Navy advancement, they can see us, Mm -hmm. they can come on our website, look at what we offer, and then maybe they learn a thing or two. So we're building an opportunity for the sailors to engage each other too online. Uh, sometimes they connect with us and we're allowed to you know, tell them some tips and tricks through our customer service. Right. But most often what they're doing is they're Googling it. They're looking at Quizlet or, or, or Blue Jacketeer or some of the other services. And to their credit, they're thinking, you know what? I can shave off some time by seeing what other people have done before me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and you I mentioned think that, like one, ahead. like what's the the one thing that 
sailors, like what's the one mistake that they make when they're studying? And I'll tell you that nearly every time someone comes to our website and they pay for the product, they're, they're engaging in the questions and then they reach back out to us and they say, you know what? So hold on a second. <laughs> like how come you've got all of the questions that are only offered for my specific bibliography? Every, every one of our accounts, every one of the sailors accounts only includes stuff that's on their bibliography for that cycle that they've chosen. They right. can switch it. They can move it from CS3 to CS2. They can move it from uh, active regular to active sub. And I really think that when they come to our website, they see that we have everything because what they're doing is they're printing off the entire instruction. Maybe they only have two or three chapters in that instruction to study. That's right. the only place that those questions are going to come from is those two or right. three chapters. You're wasting a lot of time reading an entire instruction for those two yeah. or three chapters. Yeah, hundred percent. I yeah, I've seen that happen a bunch. I've done that myself. Like where back in the day when I was studying, absolutely. And and back when I was that junior, they didn't chapter out as many references as they do now, which is equally insane. Because I have a couple of textbooks that are gigantic too. But um, but yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so it you guys tailor that into your system already, so they can only see what's actually going to appear on their exam according to the bib. Absolutely, and everything that we offer is tailored. So each individual account is tied to a sailor, that Mm -hmm. sailor's progress as they're working through these questions. We have it broken up. You know, some smart guy named Alan Wood thought a long time ago, hey, let's let's be sure we build in this spaced repetitions so that at some point, if they're getting this question right and right and right, just stop showing them that question. Yeah. So toward the end of your cycle, what you want is those questions that you have the hardest time on or the topics that you have the hardest time on. And so you get to two or three weeks out from the exam. And if you've answered 50 questions a day for three months, you're Mm -hmm. getting that set of questions over and over and over that you have the hardest time answering correctly. Oh, that's good. I was, yeah. So (laughs) I always tell uh, sailors is just a tip to study the dry, boring stuff or the stuff that you have the hardest time with at the end. So it's as fresh, it's fresh in your Mm -hmm. mind. But that's good that they don't even got to think about it. Like your system just (laughs) tailors it. God, that's good. Right. We also offer a 10 week study plan that's free. So every rate in the Navy, every sailor who's taking any advancement exam, what we've done is we've taken the bibliography and uh, our system chops up the bibliography as best Mm -hmm. it can and then prints out 10 pages, sometimes more for those crazy ones, but essentially (laughs) 10 weeks worth of study material. So you go through, you get an email on week one, day one, here are the five instructions you should study this week. And really it's, it's not, you know, prescriptive. We're not saying this is what you need to do to advance. What we're saying is, look, someone should do this anyway. Here it is. Here's your entire bibliography broken up in 10 weeks. And we had 30 people or 300 people sign up yesterday alone. And we're months out from this exam. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's awesome. And I've seen, I got, I keep seeing over and over again, uh, guy like independent of your social media accounts. Uh, I see it. I follow every sailor I can find on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um, and a ton of where they're tagging you guys saying, you guys got to check out blue jacketeer. Cause that's what got me advanced and this, that, and the other thing and right. uh, made a huge difference in the exam. So it's proven as well, man. It's, it's really cool to see that. And only a few of them we've paid for sponsorships. 
Uh, that's hilarious. There's a few um, YouTubers and a few sailors who are working on their uh, social media presence. And yeah, yeah. We, that's that's the I, I'd rather pay someone, you know, a couple dollars yeah. or give them a free account than pay Facebook an extra three hundred dollars to reach five more sailors. Yeah, and that's I'm still tr- figuring all that stuff out. I tr- I like as far as getting the word out about the podcast and stuff. I like I still struggle to understand the interwebs and how how you get it to the people that you want to get it to. Because I'm I'm actually struggling right now with I've I've been doing like advertisements and stuff, and I I don't see the results that I want. I'm trying to target like the areas where sailors are just to so that they see the. Uh, the ads and it doesn't seem to be getting the result that I'm looking for at all. I get a whole bunch of random people like liking the page or liking the Facebook posts or the Instagram posts. And it's just like, that's, you're not who I'm looking for. <laughs> like, right. Um, for us, so it's that's, actually pretty easy because Facebook allows Navy advancement center and like the Mick ponds page to be an identifying factor. So we can just say everyone who likes the Navy advancement center. I mean, that's, those are the people who are looking for us anyway. So we can weed right. out a lot of those. That's interesting. I'll have to check that out. I've definitely, I've been doing research the last couple of days trying to figure that out. And I did find some, some of what kind of what you just said. And I previously to that hadn't done it as tailor made as I needed to, I don't think, but right. Um, so, okay. So I'm curious too about, so I, I, we talked a lot about the studying aspect of it and getting all the material mastered. What do you guys do for exam taking strategy? If anything, I, I, I wasn't, familiar with it if you or if you guys did anything specific to how you take an exam if that's addressed at all in the product and I know because I've seen you guys post like tips uh, for exam taking and and strategies for exam taking and stuff like that but I didn't know if there's anything specifically tailored to taking the exam because I've known a lot of sailors that are the best insert rating or job here that you've ever seen but when they get to the actual exam they're freaking out and they get so nervous and whatever that they go in there and blank and right. do poor, poorly on the advancement exam so uh this is part of our tip but this is also something that we've tried to work into our tech as well but you know you, you don't you, or you've probably heard of like the three mile club you know the, those sailors <laughs> who only run three yep. miles a year, it's 1.5 miles uh, every time the PRT yep. cycle comes out. And that's one way to do it. You know, that's, but when we're talking about the advancement exam where, you know, that, that environment is so unique, you mm-hmm. need to put yourself in that environment before you're, you know, put the screws to. So we offered a uh, last cycle, we tested out um, what we called a mock exam and it's printed. So just okay. like your exam, it's printed, it's got the bubble sheet, it's got an answer sheet. And so what we did is we asked the sailors to just sit down for three hours or you know however long it takes you and, and go through this. And I'll tell you, I, we sent that to the chief, uh, the HM1s, to just test it out. Mm-hmm. And then we got a bunch of you know HNs who've never taken the test before who are saying hey this is what i need i need just to sit down and answer these questions on paper or you know sit down for 175 questions in one sitting and that was yeah. really impactful for some people because even our website you know or our app you're not going to sit down and answer questions for 3 hours on our app right so we're actually going to publish electronically a mock exam for every rate and uh, I think it'll be free just because it's not for us. It's it's not much different than, you know, offering a, a mock exam printed, but you'll be able to sit down 
go through the material because that's a that's a mind crunch. You know, right. I know, I'm sure if you've ever sat down for three yeah. hours at a time, you get to the end and you're just like, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I've left every advancement exam I've ever taken feel like an feeling like an idiot and feeling like I just exactly. bombed that test. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So that's Do you guys one have thing a- we offer. We we just kind of allow sailors to put themselves in the environment that they're they're going to be expected to uh, perform in, and then really beyond that, the test taking, uh, you know, is isn't much different than every other exam out there. So there's a lot of people who've done research, and there's a lot of tips and tricks about what to eat and make sure you get enough sleep. And so we offer right. those tips uh, just before the exam. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was I was curious about that piece if there was like a strategy to it. I have this super old PowerPoint written by some CMC. I, I don't remember how long ago it's been written, but it had some some exam strategy information based just on like from an exam writer's perspective, like if you encounter a question that is a double negative or it had like a, the answer is in a different question in the exam or they usually spend the longest time on the right answer and stuff like that. Just a bunch of like right. little tips uh, from the exam writer's perspective. But uh Interesting. So yeah, I was I, I was curious about that, but I guess like what else what else do you guys offer? So you have that we've kind of I think we've kind of covered most of it, but is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you guys either offer or are working on uh, on getting set up uh, to roll out on the platform anytime soon? Well, we do offer um, FMF and um, ESWAS and some other warfare devices. Right now, we offer just the Common Core. Um, it will be on our app soon too, but that's just kind of something extra that it, it, if you've okay. used us and you like us and, and Hey, you know, in two months you're going to get into your FMF study. Uh, I know that's, that's how it was for me. I, I rolled straight in from advancement exam and I didn't even have the results yet. And I was studying for the FMF you know, just because that yeah. was something that was required of me. So we, d- we do offer a few of those, um, other warfare devices. Um, we have worked on other types of exams, but we've kind of put a hold on those and, and we're just working out the kinks to determine, you know, what, what's best for us as a company. We really want to focus on sailors, but if, if they don't need it or if there's other places that do it better, you know, we don't, we don't want just be right. another website that offers that. Um, right. I will say that what we, what we've tried to do and what we did see as this negative space in the market is um, the access to information and, I think the Navy Advancement Center is doing a better job of it as of late, putting out mm-hmm. information in different formats that allows a person to search through. But if you're using Facebook primarily to push information, that's the wrong place to go. So yeah. we're working on a blog platform that will be included into the website. That'll you know obviously it'll be free and you can go, you can read, and you, you just remember the first time you had to take this test, this exam, you had no idea. You know, right. you had no idea right. what it was going to look like or how these questions are going to be written. So if a sailor could come to our website and pick the three or four topics that he's most interested in, he could read our, our blog. Oh, that that's interesting. That strikes up this other idea about this other blog. So right. that's, I think, something that is still missing that we're trying to answer uh, soon. Soon we'll be publishing a new version of our website. Yeah, and that's, that's interesting too because that's kind of... Like I see the Navy trying to, and I say trying, and I'm not sure that I actually right. mean it, but Air trying quotes. to get the yeah to get the information out to sailors. And when I was researching the outline for the Navy App Locker, which it advancement stuff is in there, um, I was researching 
like kind of what they all were and what they were trying to accomplish with them. And each one of them had a video uh, like in the description on the Navy App Locker website that I had never seen previous to me doing this research. So I, I went into each description of the app and there's a lot of these videos and I'm like, what are these videos? And I clicked on one and it was on YouTube and showed me this YouTube channel. I'm like, all right, let's see what other videos are on this YouTube channel. And it was the Sea Warriors something. I don't, I think right. it was a, it's associated with Sailor 2025 and all that other stuff. But I go to the, I go to the YouTube channel. There's like six YouTube videos and I think the most views one of them had was 115. And the, the there was three of the five videos I think had 13 views. Right. Right, so that's how, that's Pass how word, effective, <laughs> that's how effective the word is being passed via these platforms that they're trying to use. And God bless them for trying. Yeah. But I feel like there are some people sitting in a dusty basement in either the Pentagon or somewhere else in D.C. like coming up with these ideas and these cheesy YouTube videos no one wants to watch and and the apps, I mean, some of them are okay and some of them are clunky things that don't really work very well. And it's like, look, I see you trying to get into the space and and uh, get the information out there. But the thing that kind of irks me the most is like, why don't you just leverage what exists already? Like, why isn't the Navy right. Advancement Center just saying, go use Blue Jacketeer, it works. Like, right. or, or hey, whatever. Love what, that, but that's not gonna right. happen. Oh, no, it's not, 100%. Yeah, like, <laughs> I... <laughs> I had an you interaction. Gotta give them credit for trying. You really do. Yeah. I think these podcasts yeah. that they've put out, you know, some of the leadership yep. videos that they've they've put out. I really, I actually, um, I per, on my personal page, I reached out to the um, to the CNP's Facebook page and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. thanks for what you guys are doing because we're over here, you know, on the private side trying to do this too. And you know, at least you guys are are kind of setting an expectation that these sailors can go to these places to." get relevant information. And I had some Lieutenant PAO uh, write me back and said, Hey, love your website. Like, Hey, looks like, you know, you guys are doing it right. You know, uh, it's kind of a little bit harder here on this side. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> 25 I, uh, year old Lieutenant who knows what's going on. Who's listened to a few, you know, professional podcasts uh, before. Yeah. And, and the, uh, man, I've listened to some of the podcasts from like the CNO ones. Or like the some of the other ones that the, that are just like the official Navy podcasts and that's excruciating. And I'm just like, can you just talk <laughs> like you're a person that I've met right. before or that I can just have a conversation with? Because I think part of the thing that works for me is like having a conversation with somebody and kind of disarming them of any expectation. That's why my face isn't on this stuff and why it's like I you're just talking to the to guts right you're just talking to the guy doing the podcast and that's it and it's like i'm not you don't you don't have to call me senior you don't have like it's just like a have a conversation with me ask me questions and get the answers without any of the of the crap you have to deal with by me being in your chain of command or me being some cmc or me being like like we went to i went to a fleet call the other day um and it's kind of like there's a whole bunch of questions i'd like to ask but i'd get yelled at for it as soon as i got back to the office so it's kind of like you know, it's like, what are we doing? Like, put I, I don't know. It's it's interesting that uh, that they don't just understand that there are a lot of private places doing it better, and I, it's because I'm right. I'm unencumbered by the processes that they have to go through, and then like the opinions of these people that um, may or may not approve of what we're doing. So it, it's interesting, and then uh, but I am a big fan of, and that's part of the Navy App Locker thing is like. They're trying. They're they're trying to get into the space that they have now recognized is where they need to be to to get information to sailors. But it's you know, I think I it's can't important e- to acknowledge that 
when a sailor wants to find something out about, I don't know, their favorite sports team, they have a bevy of places to go, you know, and and they pick their poison. If I'd rather read some bloggers opinion on the Denver Nuggets, I'll go there. If I want to, you know, listen to a podcast about the NBA playoffs, you know, in general, then I'll go there. But for the Navy, a lot of this, you know, uh, vertical form of passing information is not working. Right. And it's not what the sailors expect outside. Right. And it's not what they're it's not what they're used to consuming. Like you just said, they have all these options to go to. But for this, it's like there's only one way to find the information. And a lot of times that way is extremely cumbersome and hard to like asking your LPO. Right. And, And hard to figure out how to do it, which is I spent a lot of time talking about trying to like decrypt it all for them, like just like to be a bridge. But it's like, yeah, the only way you figure this stuff out is by stubbornly just walking into a bunch of walls until you find the door, you know, and it's like and then even then it's like it's a maze to get to the correct information because with Google, it's like a lot of people when trying to find the instructions you were talking about earlier that are referenced on bibliographies, they'll Google it and then they open up the wrong reference, like the wrong revision. And so they're working off outdated information or, or whatever. And it's like, why can't so I just go to a place and open the correct reference? Why is this so difficult? That's a huge pain point too, that I think the Navy's going to answer at some point soon. Mm-hmm. The, the bibliographies are very specific. Uh, I get that some of the references can't be uh, published the way the Navy publishes some of their references, like the, right. um, the cookbooks that are copyright protected. So, yeah. You know, you can't just have a link on the bibliography, but how cool would that be to go to Navy Cool, have your bibliography, and then take it one step further. When I click that link to what's going to be tested, it's not the entire instruction. It's just the chapters that I need to study for the purpose of the advancement exam. And so we're actually trying to do that. We're working on... um, kind of a a pub hub where we can just gather all these publications. And even if we don't have questions written to these rates, we can allow you to access the information in a way that, again, is very tailored to what exam you're taking. Right. God, that'd be good. That would be good. Yeah, I I think that'd be a, a that'd be huge too because then they don't have to think about is this the correct reference? Is this the correct revision of the reference? Is this am I studying the correct chapter? Any of that stuff it takes all the guesswork out of it. We get a lot of people who uh, tell us, "Hey, actually, this pub's been updated." Yeah, it, it has, but the reference that was written to for right. the purpose of that advancement exam yep. is two years old. It, so. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate the heads up, but yep. you're going to bibliography stick to says, yep, yep. That, right. yeah, that happens a lot where, oh, well, I've studied the new reference. Well, what does your bibliography say? Does it say the new reference or does it say the old reference? Right. Yeah, I that's an interesting point. typewriter questions, you know, for like the first three exams because that's what was on the bibliography. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there, yeah, I've definitely seen the same thing and I saw it a lot. It was really interesting. And that's why I encourage people if they get the opportunity, you have to be a chief or above to do it, but to go to the advancement exam readiness reviews to see like how the Navy advancement center does it. It's super interesting. And it's, it was a little like terrifying too, because like I can tell you like the, I went to a place in, it was 15. I, I think they've since moved, but it was about 15 minutes from, uh, Pensacola, it was like in this softly old, field. yeah, old rundown yeah. building. And like, oh, it's still it, there. Is it? I was okay, stationed they... in, in, at Navy hospital, Pensacola when I, uh, 
kicked this all off. So yeah. Okay. They yeah they were Very talking to, when I was place. there about moving it to Pensacola base, but um, it was so it was bad. And so I was like, uh, we we went. We we're in these like damp, like crappy little like rooms, and they display some go? stuff on a screen. And uh, this was God probably two thousand and. 15 2016 i think okay okay yeah yep um and but getting to see how they do it getting to see the analytics they run and how they flag questions and how they write questions and how they tie the references to the questions um it was super interesting but it was also interesting to see how the um people were selected to go who was selected to go uh what they did while they were there because i i was there with a lot of people that were um I think they were just happy to be there. And I was like freaking out. Oh and I'm yeah. Just like, like, no, like this is not how get rid of this. You got a chapter yeah. this reference out. Like this is ridiculous. Like jumping up I and used down to use and- a story for, uh, enlisted advancement programs about the chief who's happy to be there and who's not happy to write questions. So you need to study as if you're a chief who's just been given, you know, from Groton, Connecticut, just been given two free weeks in Pensacola, Florida with your flip flops yeah. in your bag waiting to get get out at one, two o'clock. Yeah. And yeah, it was interesting. And we, and we didn't. And I don't know what everybody else did while they were there. But when I was there, it was <laughs> we were there till 1730 every day. And it was like getting after it, like getting questions updated. And, and we had to tie a lot of the, it, it's when the Tri-Service food code had just come out. So we had to update all the sanitation references um, oh, on right. those questions. That was but a yeah, huge it, update. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, God, it was so poorly written too. Like the, <laughs> the old P5010 had a lot more explanation about why things were the way they were. And the Tri-Service food code is okay. literally just a bunch of bullet points with uh, numbers and really long names of bacterias and stuff like that. And it's just like, I, there's a lot of data that used to be in the old instruction that was actually helpful and it's not there anymore. So, um, I'll tell you one interesting thing about references is that like that tri-service food code, you know, some, some people would think, Oh, that's an, a CS instruction that hits like five oh, yeah. other rates as well. For sure. So every instruction that you have, even the, the Corman manual, you'd think, okay, this is clearly just for HMs, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, so a lot of cross references to uh, to this Navy bibliography. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. Um, I'm sure it would probably be a lot, like surprising to a lot of junior enlisted folks, especially something that's like a rating manual. Um, right. But that that's what I thought was interesting too. Is like we had our rating manual on our bibliography, and the rating manual was written in like 2006. And so there's just a ton of right. just superfluous information in it that was tied to questions, and then you got more updated references. Like the, uh, interesting, just super interesting. Um, yeah, man, thanks for doing this. I, this is really interesting to me, uh, as far as like the, the way the Navy does things and the processes that it has and like uh, how many, how many like outside solutions that I'm seeing start to pop up and how many, like how many, um, how many sailors I see trying to solve the problems themselves, I guess. And you see, like, you'll see articles yep. in the Navy Times about guys coming up, guys or girls coming up with uh, solutions themselves to problems. And it's and the Navy is trying really slowly to, like, to turn towards that and say, hey, you got a really innovative and, and creative solution to this problem. Give it to us and we'll use it or right. or uh, build on it or whatever. And, and Well, they've uh, got quite a huge budget for that Sea Warrior. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> they should use some <laughs> of it on advertising because nobody knows what the heck that is or uh, where their YouTube channel is apparently. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, do you want me to go through some study tips and tricks and stuff? Just yeah, absolutely. Kind of yeah, stuff definitely. that we've um, done before. Absolutely. It, it could just be you know filler if you need a couple minutes, but oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I used to teach again, like I said, uh, an enlisted advancement program in, in the Corman community. There's an expectation that all eligible E fours get together and get taught by the you know senior uh, E six and. And so uh, here I was an RP in a Corman's world, and I didn't really have anything to uh, add to the Corman side of things. But I, I think it's important to understand the exam itself, to understand right. how it's structured and how it's how it's written to, because that really informs a lot of how you take the exam. Uh, the other thing is that it's important in the, and I always rolled this into like a PMK, but I never really talked about the PMK's information. I just like went straight like bare bones here's what you should do. And so uh, the one thing that I said that, that often got the most uh, positive uh, feedback was this. When you're studying this material, study as if you're writing the exam because that's what the chief does when he sits down. He's looking at this material. It's, it's a lot of material for him as well. So he's sitting down. He looks at numbers. He looks like for things that are can be made into questions easily. Um, I don't think anymore that the Navy Advancement Center likes to throw in those trivia questions. So I think it's important when you're studying to read every instruction that, that you do read um, as if you're taking the exam or if, as if you're writing the exam. And so I have like five or six uh, techniques that I've seen sailors kind of lean into. And most sailors mm -hmm. have like one or two of these down well. Um, but yeah. once you kind of know how you study and the best way you study, you really got to lean into that and you got to do it early and often. Right. You don't, you don't wait till like a month out and, oh shoot, you know, exams next week. And, and I'll tell you, it happens every month. It's the yeah. first Friday of every month when they get the fireside chat, when they get their Liberty brief and they're like, oh, hey, it's, you by know, the way, <laughs> exams in a month, we have like, you know, 300% signups that day because yeah and, yeah uh, you know <laughs> sailors are looking they're looking for places to to study so so here are the techniques so uh, i'm gonna go on a like just a basic list so first is like the read and remember and like you said that's for crazy people okay that's yeah that's i'm a mutant who... i don't recommend it <laughs> yeah. i am an i'm one of those dudes that i'll sit there and highlight page by page and read and then I'll take notes and it just works for me. So I'm, I, I don't think anybody should do it the way that I do it unless you're a mutant like me. So the next one, like you said, is scan and highlight. And that's one kind of, if, if you include that little tidbit about uh, reading the instruction as if you're writing the exam, you're going to mm -hmm. pick up, you're going to start to pick up like on numbers and, and yeah. key phrases, you know. So highlighting, once you've highlighted it though, you're not scanning anymore. You're using those highlighted sections to study. And so there's a few ways right. you can do that. So you can take those highlighted uh, pieces of material and turn them into flashcards. A lot of people do mm -hmm. that. A lot of people do like a, a word association. That's what's common with flashcards because there's only yeah. one question and one answer. And by the time you're writing your 500th flashcard, you stop writing in question form. You stop writing the question mark. You know, you're just, yeah. you're just, putting like a word and trying to, you know, flip the card over, you know, so imagine doing that with like 10,000. That's, 
is asinine. But it's one way to do it. It's called word association. And when you see it on the exam, one of the cons to this type of, to just doing flashcards is that when you sit down on the exam and you rely on word association, you better Mm -hmm. pray those words are associated in the exact same way that you took that from the the reference itself right i was just about to say that is like the importance of reading the question and making sure you fully understand what the question's asking you because they could have inserted the word not or something and right. you know what i mean like you, you just, oh i know what that is <laughs> and the yeah yep yep and so that's why the scanning and highlighting and reading and remembering part of the pros of those two is that you get that information in context, which really it it provides a deeper level level of learning and remembering Mm -hmm. later. So uh, on the job training, that's how some people are like, you know, Hey, I'm not even going to study, you know, whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. whatever my job is. I'm, I'm really good at it. I'm just going to jump in there and do, you know, answer these questions like I do my job. Well, like we've already mentioned, um, you better hope that the way that your workspace does this is by the book. Right. Or, you, you know, you could be the best at whatever rate, but if that's not, you know, black and white, how it's written out in the instruction, it, you're going to get right. that question wrong. So yep. OJT, I think is good for those tactile learners. Those ones who have to kind of put hands on. So I always yeah. did this one as an RP. I couldn't remember the names of all the little intricate items that are used in the religious services. So I just happened to be at, at Re- Recruit Training Command and they have like mm-hmm. this ginormous chapel with like every religion represented, right? Mm-hmm. So I just went in there and I like touched everything. Okay, this is a yad. <laughs> All right, yep. put it down, you know? Yep. And that's really that's important a- <laughs> for some people to do. Just that's go a submarine. Just- that's a submarine dolphin like like a cornerstone of qualifying submarines is as you read about it and, and learn the things you need to learn about it. And then you go touch it, go find it and go touch yeah. it with your hands. So now, cause <laughs> you're always going to get asked where it is physically located in relation to what, and it's important that you know those things so that in a damage curl scenario, you can manipulate whatever you need to blah, blah, blah. But yeah, hundred percent, right. You're putting your hands on it as big. I feel bad for people who learn this way best because mm-hmm. they're those types that might be really good at their job, but keep scoring forties and forties and right, a 50, right. you know, yeah. or they get the number one EP because they're, you know, they're a good sailor at their job and in sailorization and other parts of the command. But that test is yep. not written for these types of people. And that's yeah. what maps for. All right. You need to yeah. <laughs> skip over well, to I that program. S- I would say too, like the, I, I learned from, uh, I attended, uh, culinary school when I was on my first shore duty and what I thought was really interesting about it was Johnson and Wales University one of the best culinary schools in the country and they would do in the culinary labs because it's a craft you can't just read about how to cook things in a book he you right. spend the first hour or two in a lecture period where the chef that's teaching the course is going over the book with a PowerPoint saying, hey, this is the technique you're going to learn today. This is how you do that technique, some pictures of it. And then he would demo it himself and then we would go do it. So you would cover the the exact book answer, how to blah, blah, blah. And then he would demo the exact book answer, how to and then you would go do it and he'd be walking around the room telling you no, do it this way and whatever. And so you could, if you structured a training program that way or you modeled your own studying habits that way, I think that could work really, really well. Um, Hear but it, that's, you know, it, do it. Yeah, 100%. I th- but I think right. that's an ideal world too. I mean, a lot of times you don't always have time to do all three of those things because a lot of guys 
it's for especially for culinary specialists it's like on bigger platforms you get stuck as the bake shop guy right. and for a really long period of time you don't get exposure to all the other sides of the rates and what i tell those sailors is like okay well find time when you're not on to go talk to the records keeper to go talk to the bulk storm custodian to go talk to whoever and get exposure to those things because it'll help you remember but like you're saying if you also don't take the time to study and make sure that they're doing it the right way you're going to get the bad gouge and answer those questions incorrectly and yeah that's tough. So that's one way that the Navy really encourages uh, to to prepare for the exam. And it's weird. It's, you know, hey, go ask your LPO and the LPO will show you. And, you know, so I, I like OJT, um, but, but here are some others. So audio is one. So here mm-hmm. we are on a podcast, right? And right. I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm one of those yeah. crazy people that will actually listen to podcasts while I'm running as well. It's not just I, yeah, music to ditto. a tempo. You know, I want to learn something. Yep. If I'm spending 45 minutes out on a trail, I'd rather ditto. learn something than hear that same song five the yeah, first I st- time. I stop thinking about how much it hurts a lot of times because I'll be listening to a podcast that's teaching me stuff. And I have a garage gym, so I'll go out there, hook it up to the Bluetooth, start playing podcast x you know whatever there you go and uh same thing yeah people think i'm weird <laughs> i'm out there listening to like a jocko podcast or something and they're just like what are you what are you doing like yeah right yep so we have um we have a, a podcast for our hm content and mm-hmm. um, it's it's really just too much of an investment for each rate and, and we didn't want to set the expectation that every rate gets a podcast for their, their right. like you know rate bible so um, we kind of put the kibosh on any more rates doing that um, on our website, but we did really. I, I think what we did is we set the expectation, and yeah. um, you know, so they expect to hear that information. So we're going to allow kind of an audible link. Um, uh, it's not audible itself, but a way for you to click the button if you did want to just listen. Um, mm-hmm. But another another way, and where we come in is quizzing. So quizzing is a strategy where really what you're doing is you're being presented the information in question form and in four possible answer form, which is important. If you're just doing question, answer, question, answer, uh, kind of like flashcard, but then sometimes you can, you know, buy pages and pages of, of material that just have the question and answer. You're not doing any real critical thinking, um, especially late in the game because you just want to see the answer see the answer. So typically what we see is that, um, that's why we offer our questions mostly in just question for possible answers. Only one correct answer. Click and go. The next technique is classroom. And this is where I, I don't know if any other rate does this on like mm-hmm. a mass scale, but Corman will meet in like, you know, the dozens in a hospital mm-hmm. or, or out in the field or something like that. They'll just meet and do these uh, EAPs, these enlisted advancement programs, where they'll just uh, sit down and they'll spend an entire week, and the only thing they're doing is preparing themselves for the exam. Yeah. And so that's kind of a classroom setting where you're getting someone who's, you know, supposedly a, a subject matter expert who's going to talk to you about what you're going to see on the exam, and um, and that's one way. Classroom yeah, is one way. One of the cons yeah. to that, though, just like OJT, is you mm-hmm. better hope whoever's teaching you is right. teaching you by the book and not just hey, back in you know. XYZ yep. ship, we did it this way. So <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say that is like so we have what's called Navy food management teams or every fleet concentration area. Okay. Um and it's CSs, uh, and then you'll get and surface and subs, and then you'll get uh, an army vet who runs like the sanitation piece. 
Uh, and then you'll get, you usually have some engineering people because uh, there's some just like equipment, safety and operation stuff that they do. Uh, and it, and that's all they do is they, they exist to train. And so they have a quarterly training schedule that comes out that has a bunch of different courses on there, like sanitation. And uh, they'll do like uh, workshops where it'll be like cake decorating or whatever, where they'll teach them those techniques in real life. Um, so that's, it's, it's a mechanism and then they usually do advancement exams, study stuff too. Okay. Um, but when yeah, I, I don't, the exam. yep. And I don't know if there is other mechanisms out there like that. I've heard of, uh, ATG, it's a float training group, but I think they're more of like an assessment okay. team for surface ships, but yeah, that, that exists for CSs. So I know that that is a thing. Um, I don't know if there are other things for other ratings, but I just figured that would be a, I always point our sailors towards that because it's such a valuable tool and it's very underutilized because right. a lot of people don't know it's a thing. So, and if you have a much smaller rate or if you're on a platform that doesn't have, you know, a lot of your rate, uh, you, you tend to just get in groups and start studying, but yep. there's a, you know, Jim Rohn quote, that's like, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Right. Yeah. So if you're doing that, make sure you're not the smartest sailor in the room because right. you want to be lifted up and the advancement exams unique in that you are. Uh, your score is based on how well you did comparatively comparatively. So if you're in this small group and you're working together and you're really, these are the people you want to, to advance and you're just, you know, iron sharpening iron and getting this material down pat, you could go to the exam, you could all pass and you could all advance and you could all come back. That's, it's just, you know, unique. It's a small right. group study. Um, I actually suggest this for specifically RPs because they're never really going to get like a group of 50 of them together. You know, so if you're in like the four or five, if you're an LPO out there and you've got a small rate, consider this. Just sit down 15 minutes a day uh, or, or 30 minutes a week. And, and if your sailors are eligible to advance, teach them about the advancement, which is only limited to what they're going to be asked based on the bibliography. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I dig it, man. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I just keep thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I've said all these things like 10 million times and it's, it's good. It's good to, I mean, it's good to hear them validated from people that do this for a living. So that's cool too, but, uh, make sure I'm not leading anybody in the wrong direction. But, uh, it's just that so many sailors don't know them and they're just like, God, why, why do you not? Um, the uh, the last question you mentioned it earlier, and I was curious to know if you guys were going to do anything or already were uh, in relation to the new uh, PMKEE, the professional military knowledge stuff that they pulled out and put on my Navy portal. Do you have any study study mechanisms for that? Because a couple of my sailors recently have been going through uh, just getting on there and doing them to get eligibility for the exam, and they're right. a lot more difficult than people expect them to be. Yeah, and the problem I think with the PMKEE is that um, the method of delivery is a little bit different than, than the exam. That right. it's unproctored kind of, you know, uh, yep, leads yeah. us to believe that like, it's kind of similar to the GMTs that you used to just get to the yeah. end. You write down the questions. You hope those five questions are the same ones you, you get to <laughs> on the second go around, you know? Yeah. And then eventually, and I've heard this, I'm not in anymore, but but I, I've heard this. There are just banks. There are PMKEE question banks out there that have the exact question, the exact answer that, you know, collectively people have kind of collaborated on and you, yeah, you I've heard take that your too. little binder and, and you go answer your questions and you walk away to us. We do have PMKEE. We have broken it up into the bibliographies that are allowed okay. for uh, PMKEE as well. 
Um, we actually recently switched from the peak PMK because uh, actually reservists required, I think, again for another cycle. But uh, we do offer PMKEE. We've considered, you know, it, maybe we just put that out there and let everyone have that. But uh, we noticed that not a lot of people were coming and, and studying right, for that right. exam. So we asked ourselves why. And yeah. we just kind of assumed that people were getting those questions and answers and checking that box before they're eligible. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was afraid it was going to turn into, and I, I heard guys talking about it. Right. I didn't see anybody doing it, and I was just like, have some integrity, but I I was reading some of the questions, because I sat next to him in one of my second classes and just watched him do it, and I, some of the questions, he's looking at me, and I'm like, I have no idea. Like, right. I, <laughs> and the tech so, was pretty uh, clumsy as well, especially in right. the beginning, where you'd get to the end, you'd get your 85% or whatever and click yeah. the next button and it doesn't register and you got to go back and do it all over again. So yeah. that can be a little disheartening. I think the yep. Navy's uh, heard the squeaky wheel and at least, you know, fixed a few of those bugs. But uh, yeah, we, we're just not going to focus on that uh, too much. Yeah. Which I, yeah, makes sense. I was just curious if there was a mechanism out there, especially if they do find, I, I don't know how you circumvent that ability to just Google it or whatever on an unclassed system like that. But uh, if they ever did figure out a way to do that, uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting, I, like the way they solved that, where they were like, oh, we'll just pull them off the test and make you do it once a cycle and it'll be on my Navy portal. I'm right. Like, They're just going to Google it. You know that, right? Like. <laughs> Like uh, they did with GMTs. Yeah, yeah and 100%. one thing that um, I've heard, and, and we know a few people at Navy Advancement Center, and one thing I've heard for years is that PMK is it. People do horribly on this. Sailors right. don't do well on the PMK portion. And that's because comparatively, there's so much information to put in yep. your brain when. 150 questions were your rate and applied right. and you know they weren't trivia a lot of the pmk just sounded like trivia or sometimes they did like a yeah when they when they did the um update to like the cdb manuals you know i was a career counselor at the time so i was like shoot i got this i went in there and i those questions i, was like, I don't know um <laughs> i don't yeah. know i'm here trained in this and you know you're asking just the everyday sailor to go in there and answer these questions so right there's a little yeah, yin and yang there there's definitely a lot of it that I, I mean, I'd say 80% of the questions that I saw him answer, I'm like, you don't need to know this. Like, yeah, I, even, even if I could make you a first class right now and you don't need to know this. Like, and I think that's not, the primary thrust of bringing it off of the yeah. exam score was it's nice to just get that general military training, the PMK like, right. under your belt to know and to be exposed to that material. But yeah, it, it shouldn't affect someone's score by sometimes, you know, advance or not, you know, based on how well you did on the PMK section. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of it, I'd, I'd be much happier if they just knew where to find the reference, but. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about, man? This was, I mean, we're an hour and 10 minutes into this. I'm, <laughs> I'm down I'm down to keep going. I mean, hey, I, I'm, lo I'm long-winded as it is. It. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if, if you're leaning this way, but I know some people have. So um, I kind of just want to address the the fact that we charge uh, sailors for money, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So I sure I, I definitely am curious. <laughs> I'm curious to hear your opinion. Actually, that was kind of the last thing I, I was thinking about asking you, but I didn't write it down. So I'm glad you brought it up is I'm so the this whole don't give up shit podcast concept was just about addressing a leadership development issue that I saw. And as I go into it, um, I'm 
I'm looking at it like when I retire that I, I want to keep doing this and I could turn it into a business. But yeah. there's a there's a part of me that feels dirty about charging people money for it uh, or any. And I mean, the podcast would remain what it is. It would always be free. Right. But um, just well, like you could build, monetize that for advertisers. Right. And that's what I was thinking about doing eventually. Uh, I kind of feel like I have to retire first. I feel like it would be some kind of weird ethics violation right. if I didn't. But um, and then also just the whatever I did in the future, I, I kind of. I built this on the premise that in order for me to establish like a trust with sailors to for them to come to the platform and listen to what I'm saying and and believe that I'm doing it because I want to help them and not because I'm trying to make a buck is that if I monetize it that I'll lose that. You know what I mean? And I and I'm right. wor- I'm worried that if I monetize anything I'm going to lose that like trust is that I'm I'm like li- my face isn't on it, my name's not on it. I do all that just so that you know the only reason I'm doing this is to help you out. That's it. And so like I don't I'm I have a fear of that. So I'm interested to hear about like the your guys' motivation being to help sailors do better at this and then turning it into a business like how does that I I don't know, how does that work? I'm curious. Yeah, so I'll say it like this. There's basically uh, two parts to this argument. First, what we offer is a value proposition. Just like everywhere else you spend your money, you go to McDonald's, you're going to spend your $19 on you know feeding two people. You go to a place like Cheesecake Factory, you're going to get a better product, You're going but you're going to pay more, right? So right. the value proposition is this. You pay us $20 a month, um, for a few months, four or five months while you prepare for your exam. And y- the next step is advancement. If you do get advanced, then your paycheck goes up by what? 200 sometimes $250, you know? So there is, yeah. there is something to be gained monetarily from pre- prepping for the advancement exam. Um, but the other thing is this. So everywhere else in the Navy, it's okay to spend, spend money to kind of, you know, reduce the workload, like haircuts. Like, you know, I'm, I have to go get a haircut, you know, I'm going to spend $11 getting a haircut. That's, that's a requirement of me to go get a haircut. Right. So, uh, shining your shoes. Some people buy core frames and you know that maybe they're not okay on ships, but you see it all the time on Fridays when when you're dressed up and you got your, you know, because you're not going to shine your shoes. It's not a way to get rid of knowing how to shine your shoes or for our perspective it's not a way to get rid of knowing how to study we're not saying this is the only thing that you need to use and we're offering right. a lot of free stuff too just as That's a way true. of saying yeah. like, look we have to compete with the outside world. We have to compete with Kaplan and some of these other exam preps because that's what a sailor deserves and expects and we want to give them a high quality product. To do that, we have to hire we have to hire people yeah. who write questions and we have to hold them to a standard and we have the best. We have retired chiefs and senior chiefs and you know we pick these people specifically so that we can pay them well, sailors, and they can prepare material on a regular basis. The other thing is our website. Our website costs a lot of money to maintain uh, right. and not not just like on a monthly basis, but we rebuild it. On occasion we'll just say, "You know what? Sailors expect more. They deserve more. Let's add a few future features. Let's improve the way we do this and that. And that all costs money. So right. we're not out here like, you know, uh, trying to convince sailors that this is the way to advance. We're offering something that allows them 
to work their way toward advancement. And at the same time, we're offering them three other free things that kind of can help, but maybe not as much as quizzing. Right. Right. It makes sense for sure. And I think like the models are slightly different. So it's, it's much easier for me to wrap my mind around you guys charging money. Maybe I'm just, I'm used to seeing all the other exam prep stuff. So I feel like it's just normal anyway, but, um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I, I didn't have a conflict with you guys doing it at all. And I know that there's free material as well. So I kind of, I, I felt cool about that. And like, and that's kind of how I get there in my mind too, is like, if I, if I were to do this when I retire, it would be when I retired and I'd still, the podcast would still be free and there would still be other stuff that's free, you know, but, um, then there's other stuff. Like I, I often say, like, I'm thinking about pretty soon as I go to shore duty, just creating like a store where people can buy stickers and magnets and whatever, if yeah. they want to. Only because I'm $3,000 into this, like at least. And I mean, I'm guessing I haven't done the math. Um, I've had the, I've been doing it for a little over three years. I've had the, I mean, the SoundCloud Pro account that I have to pay for and the website subscription for the domain and everything I have to pay for. And then all the equipment and blah, blah, blah. Not to mention my time, which again, I, right. I, I look, I look at it as something I would give away as a senior chief anyway, to active duty service members, because it's my job. That's what I do. Um, right. Like if a sailor calls me right now, I'm not going to charge him by the minute, you know? So, um, but, I can tell but you yeah, that man. we are hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> into yeah, yeah. <laughs> website design. We are tens of thousands of dollars just to keep the website open every month. So wow. It, it, it does take quite yeah. a lot of investment of time and energy and money. And at, at some point, you know, and, and for your perspective, let me just throw this at you. There are people that listen to you that want to support you that say, you know what? I've got an extra $30 in my pocket. I'll get a sweater, you know? And if that yeah. sends $5 to your pocket, I want to yeah. do that to support you. Possibly not wearing the sweater on a regular occasion, but I would do that just to say, Hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And here's yeah. some, here's some cash to just help you do what you do. Yeah, no, you're, I, I, I guess that's not lost on me, but I, I felt like there's this conflict I have being active duty where I feel like, Absolutely. well, I'm a, I'm an active duty senior chief. It's my job to do this. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm already getting paid to do this. So that's kind of where I'm at is, and that's what, that's, what's got me on the fence about retirement here in a few years is like, I still want to go be like a command master chief, but I also really want to do this. And expand it in a big way, which I can't do without money. And, and I don't know right. how to go about it any other way than I, I, I would have to retire and then expand it on the scale that I want to, but I would need to open it up to monetization so that I could expand it. Um, so yeah. that was a huge motivating factor for me to get out. And, and I was an RP one with 10 years in and mm-hmm. you know, eligible for chief twice. So, I mean, I was there and, and yeah. I could have done that, but I actually started uh, working with Alan and realized that I could reach more people. I could yep. affect more sales. Oh, you're saying out. the same thing I'm thinking. <laughs> right. So at what point, you know, do you just kind of, and you gotta, you gotta put some, at some point you gotta put all your eggs in the basket and say, you know what, right. I'm getting out. And that's yeah. a scary time. I'll tell you that, Yep. you know, especially with me without a retirement, I was like, Oh shoot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's the Hope nice part is I'll I'll always have that safety net. Like I could screw yeah. everything up, but at least I'm not going to starve. <laughs> and at least you're doing something that impacts sailors. And I promise you, man, what you're doing is great and we need more of it. And you'd be out of a business if the Navy hired you to do it for them. 
you know, but they won't. <laughs> yeah. And I, man, like I, so I've interact, I've actually interacted with a Lieutenant that is trying to do, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm not super familiar with it, but he just interacted with me for some advice on podcasting, which I promise I'm not a professional at. I just figured out how to get my voice on a recording, but, uh, the, he was trying to do something in the Corman, uh, like community, um, to, to help out with problems he saw. And uh, he was going through the process of talking to Navy PAOs and legal and stuff to try to get it like essentially like blessed as a Navy official right. podcast. And uh, and he kind of he talked me through it. I'm like, man, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't have a conversation with the Navy about it, but I wouldn't ever be under their thumb because there, there's times I'm critical of of things that are happening the way that they're happening. And uh, I'm never like a, I, I, at least I don't think I am attacking, uh, cause I, I love the Navy sure. and I, you know, bleed blue and gold. I'm, I'm a Kool-Aid drinking true believer, but, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to be told what I can talk about because that's the whole point is that I can have these conversations and that based on the way that I talk and based on the way that I, I represent what, like what we're trying to do and what we believe in and whatever, it's like sailors are more likely to have a conversation with me and reach out and interact and ask for help than they would be if I had the Navy stamp of approval and it was a Navy right. podcast. I don't, I don't think that it would work the same way um, if they were trying to do it, but it would be nice to see them try for sure. Um, you know, and I if know, you had uh, someone, if you projected a guest, if you said, Hey, look, I'm going to have Mick Pond on next week. You know, yeah. hey sailors, what would you ask Mick Pond right. in this type of like low key setting? It, maybe you don't want HM2 Schmuckatelli on you know your Facebook page asking a question. I'll ask it anonymously. You watch, you listen to my podcast, and there, there's yeah. your answer. Yep, and and I've I've thought about that. You're actually the first conversation I've ever had. Um, I right. have a, a, I noticed a, there's that. like. Yeah, and it's not like I don't. It's mostly because I don't have time. I w- and that's sure. another motivation for trying to to retire and go do this stuff. Is there's another sailor? I, I mean, I talked to him, and it's probably been six months now. But I talked to him a lot about a scenario he went through um, with reprisal, and like he basically just stood up, did the right thing, and was defending sailors that were getting taken advantage of, and his whole chain of command just like oh, destroyed shoot. him in a pretty bad way. And it, he had to do BCNRs and all this other stuff to fix his record. And that was something that I planned on doing like an interview episode for. And it's kind of like, I yeah. just, it's so hard for me to have time to do it, to balance work and, and everything else. And so well, I can promise I, that's, when you get out and you don't have a few letters before your name, uh, I think a lot of people are going to want to talk to you, man. Yeah. I, you know, it, I'm glad it's cool hearing you say that. Cause it's, it gives me another thing to throw on that side of the scale for sure. Is like, I, I I think I will need a lot of people to tell me, including mentors of mine that I have now in the Navy, that it's okay to retire and go do this because I feel like that I could make such a, a large impact outside of the Navy. I could make a larger and much more yeah. far-reaching impact if I had all of the time back to devote you know all this bandwidth and effort to this, and I'd be able to monetize it and use that money to reinvest and go do things. And I can tell you that's uh, what we did. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool to hear. <laughs> um, well, thanks for doing this, man. I, I feel like we've covered yeah. everything we possibly could, and it was super cool to actually talk to you in real life for once. Yeah, um, yeah. You just mentioned you, you know you connected with the sailor six months ago. I think I think I connected with you like a year or so ago. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's been a minute because you were looking for a, a CS, I think, for for help development yep. of material. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hopefully yeah, that worked so. out. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this was super cool. I think it'll be it'll be cool that if they're not exposed to it already to check out Blue Jackets here. Uh, I know yeah. a ton of sailors that have benefited from it um, directly or indirectly, uh, just like the material that you guys put out. And I've seen so many like more than anything else. I, I don't think I've ever seen an Instagram post like praising the the services of one of the other places and, and making as big of an impact as you guys have. So I think it's That's not what paid you guys, for, right? Yeah, right. And I think what you guys are doing is, are, is pretty great, man. And Yeah, uh, and um, we've got the free 10-week study plan out there. Sign up, mm-hmm. uh, reservist yep. before May 20th and active duty before you know, mid-June. So sign up for the free 10-week study plan. We'll shoot you some questions, some uh, just basic information and, and get you some emails to, to help you out. Definitely. And you want to just put out so that everyone can hear it, the, you know, where they can find you guys, web address, the apps, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So you can find us at bluejacketeer.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, you come to our website, just check us out. We've got a few uh, testimonials. We've got a lot of good reviews. A lot of sailors have studied, have advanced. Some have done it two or three times and they're in like their first class window now. Uh, looking yeah. back at us for for HMC or, or MAC, some of our earlier rates. So find us right. at bluejacketeer.com, sign up for the 10-week study plan, and hit up D-Guts next time I'm on because we'll answer some of your questions. Definitely, man. Hey, thanks so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Hey, thanks, man. And that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the interview episode with the folks in Blue Jacketeer. Uh, I certainly enjoyed doing it uh, i'm looking forward to uh, finding the time to do a lot more of these uh, conversational type interview episodes uh, with a lot of other people uh, including guests although anything from just junior sailors that want to talk uh, or have had unique experiences to uh, some senior leadership folks that i hope to get the opportunity to interview uh, so if you're out there and you want to have a conversation about something feel free to hit me up as always you can hit us up at don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us don't give up the ship podcast or you can DM me on Instagram at dgutspodcast. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship. <laughs>